You are now listening to the Living Numbers Podcast. Living Numbers Podcast, and I am your host, Tony Rambles, back with another ramble for you all. Episode 18? Yeah. Episode 18, and I've got something great for you all, as always. First, before we jump into anything, I got to tell you all to like subscribe, please go and rate and review. Let's do that. Go to Apple, go to Spotify, go to Google, go to um, wherever you listen to this at. Radio Public, that's also, who would have knew? Wherever you listen, rate, review, share. Let's do that. Five stars, go in there and give a comment. Hey, this is awesome. Also, I'm on YouTube. Again, share it, like it, definitely go in there and help me out and get this thing going. Okay, now that we got that out the way, we're going to jump into our first number here. And that number is 47 years. Now, if you've been watching anything, right, this has been all over the place. And of course... NBA champions, Milwaukee Bucks. The Milwaukee Bucks. Giannis Antetokounmpo and his brother, which I think is really, really cool that his brother is on the team with him. Anyone with siblings, especially if you are a woman and you have a sister or you are a man and you have a brother, being able to play on the same team with your sibling is always kind of like a, a dream. At least it was for me. Me and my brother Troy, shout out to Troy, Mr. T. Rollins. He made the music for the intro and the outro. We played one year together of high school football. That was it. And it was just so cool to like have your your brother on the team, right? So we both played both ways, offense, defense. You know, we did our thing. Uh, but Giannis really, I mean, he just took over. And I'm not going to spend too much time on this. If y'all want to check out what we, what my thoughts were with the finals and those teams, go and check out my previous episodes that I did with Derek and Kenny. Shout out to those two guys. Those were awesome episodes. Go check them out. But Giannis, he's just too dominant. There's really nothing that we could – not we. <laughs> there's nothing that the Phoenix Suns could do to really stop him. It reminded me, and I was talking to my brother D'Lo, who I will definitely have on at some point, but it reminded me of Shaq, where you have this person that is physically dominant, not the most skilled, right? We've had guys that are super, super skilled, like Kobe or like a KD and Steph Curry, right? Of course, Michael Jordan. These super skilled guys, even a guy like Tim Duncan, really, really skilled, dominate. We've seen that a lot of times, right? Kyrie Irving, even guys that are not superstars can be really skilled and have 
times of domination. Like, a, think of a Jamal Crawford. Like, what he can do with the basketball. And, I mean, he can do whatever you ask him to do on the offensive end. Right? But physically dominating people, we don't see those guys too often. Right? Shaq, of course, is probably the most famous one. Of course, you got Wilt. You know, I'm not that far off to not really understand how dominant he was. He's number one. Because if you just look at the numbers, it, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. But you also, if you look at the league back then, they had eight teams. Nobody was like over 6'8 or 6'9. Like, it was really a different kind of league. So when you look at Shaq, he was physically imposing. He imposed his will every game. Seemingly. So you got a guy like Giannis, who's 6'11", 7 foot-ish, really, really, really long arms, big hands, and is supremely athletic. And you just saw at times where they were like, there's physically nothing that they can do. You see Aiton, he's just kind of looking like, coach, you better send some help. And you see another guy like that, and that is Zion. So that's the guy my brother brought up where it goes. He says people get out the way when he comes to the rim. Like you just, you don't want any part of that. So Zion is listed at 6'7", 284. That is huge. To give you some perspective, they have Nikola Jokic listed at 280 pounds, which I think is, he's probably less than that now. And they have Joel Embiid, who is seven foot tall, listed at 280 pounds as well. So you have a freight train like um, like Zion, who is just this athletic marvel, is also a person who has this physical dominance. Right now, of course, these guys have skills as well. Like We're not going to discount them in that way. But they're, the way that they control the game is a physically, athletically. Right, They can just do things that other people cannot do. And so you can't really put Giannis in a category. And I'll, I'll get off this sports thing here soon. But I was talking to another friend, Coach CJ. Check out, what was that, episode 16. No, episode 17. Coach CJ, Coach, CJ, Coach Webster. Definitely go uh, follow him and go check out that episode. But we were talking uh, the other night. And he's saying that Giannis is a big man. I'm like, mm, no, Giannis is not a big. Jokic and B, Aiton, Drummond, even Porzingis and AD, those guys are bigs. Because Giannis could take the ball and inbound it, and he'll be able to take it down the court and initiate offense like a guard or a wing would. But he's physically dominant like a big man. So he's this... He's his own kind of player. And it's so rare that we see these marvels. Now, you're probably saying, well, you're leaving a guy off this list who's arguably, arguably the greatest of all time, and that's LeBron. LeBron did this to a certain degree because LeBron has a lot of skill as well. The way he's able to handle, he's not a great handle. But he's a decent handle, decent to good handle, the way he's able to pass the ball. And, of course, LeBron can shoot. He has touch. Is not the same. Because Zion is like athleticism 
in your face, get out the way. Giannis is athleticism, first and foremost. It's like, first is athleticism, second is athleticism, third is athleticism, and then there's skill, right? I don't think it's the same way with LeBron. I think his skill mirrors his athleticism a little bit more. So that's why I'm not necessarily talking about him in this instance, but I think you all get the get the point, right? Speaking of LeBron. Space Jam. I don't have a number for this. We'll go with this. 44% on Rotten Tomatoes. Now, which Space Jam am I talking about? Both of them. Because guess what? I don't care about either one of them. <laughs> I don't care about either Space Jam. I don't care about the movies. It's not really my style. It's not something that I would look at and go, oh, man, that was great. That was a great movie. I want to watch it. I recommend it. Don't care. Do not care. I'm sure the first Space Jam is completely different than the second Space Jam. They got Michael Jordan and one has LeBron. I don't even understand why LeBron would go out of his way to make a Space Jam movie with all of the comparisons to Michael Jordan as he, that he has to deal with all the time. Like, just go make something else. I mean, he could, but hey, he probably loved Space Jam growing up, watched it, and Wanted to make another one. Or Warner Brothers said, hey, LeBron, guess how much money we got here sitting for you if you want to make another Space Jam? And he said, okay, cool. Bet. I'll deposit that check in my account. So that's my little Space Jam bit. Don't really care. Probably won't watch the LeBron one. No time soon. And didn't care about the Michael Jordan one because I don't think that one was any good either. So to some real shows... Okay, so this is episode 18. So I put together a list of 18 shows that for no reason at all, well, actually there's one reason, but I, want, I probably won't watch these shows. Great shows, I think, I think they're great shows. Some of them have been recommended. Some of them I have read the description and was like, oh, okay, yeah. I, like, I think I would like that. I haven't watched the show. I haven't watched the show at all. So I'm going to run down the list. Maybe there'll be a little bit in between where I talk about it. But for the most part, eh, hopefully, hopefully I could get to some of these shows at some point. But honestly, eh, I'll give you the reason after I tell you the shows, though. And you'll go, oh, okay, that makes sense. Number one, Stranger Things. This show is highly rated. And a good friend of mine recommended it to me it's on the list i don't know when i'll ever watch the mandalorian i became a star wars fan when the force awakens came out because it was a black lead i was like okay yeah that's what's up i gotta check that out and then i went back and watched the other three my favorite one is return of the jedi just to uh throw that out there i think that uh what's the second one empire strikes back it was a little slow for me. Of course, they had the Luke, I am your father part at the end that people really cling to. But yeah, Return of the Jedi was definitely my favorite one. Next, The Witcher. If you know me, you know that I am a gamer. And The Witcher is very highly rated. The video game is and the show is as well. So I'm like, man, maybe I should check that out. Probably not. Sweet Tooth. This just came out. It's new. It's on Netflix. We're like 
people are kind of fused with animals. I like that kind of sci-fi, trippy kind of stuff. So, Sweet Tooth looks good. Jupiter's Legacy. My brother Troy, the previously mentioned Mr. T. Rollins, suggested this one. And it's kind of like in that vein of heroes, superheroes, but not like DC Marvel, okay? The Flash. Uh, one of my students told me this was a good one. I haven't watched it and probably won't watch it. And now we're going to have a run of superhero movies or shows, rather. Loki, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., WandaVision, which I'm really interested in. If there's any of these that I might get to as far as superheroes, that's probably one of them. Falcon and Winter Soldier. DC Titans. That's another one. I'm like, hmm, I wonder how they'll do Beast and Raven. I really want to see the effects. So, getting off of that kick, The Good Place. Heard it was awesome. But, hey, here we are. Counterpart. Love J.K. Simmons. He is awesome in everything. 12 Monkeys. I watched a movie with Bruce Willis. The older movie, 12 Monkeys. I really liked it. So uh, when I saw that, I'm like, hmm, that looks pretty good. Kevin can blank himself. Now, this is a new show with Ann Murphy, I think her name is. She's from the show Shit's Creek, and I really like that show. It is funny. If you haven't watched that, definitely go check it out. Me and my wife, Kia, we watched that show together, and we enjoyed it. So a lot of times what I'll do is, and we'll see this here in... Another one of these shows is if I like a character or an actor in something specific, when they come out in something else, I want to check it out. I did that with Steve Carell because I first got introduced to him in the office. Of course, when I saw him in the big short, I was like, whoa, like this dude can really act because I didn't see like 40 year old version. Like that's not really the kind of movie that I watch. But when I saw the big short and I saw him not as his character from the office, not as Michael Scott, then I was able to go, okay, he can really act and I can see him in these different roles. So me and Kia were talking and she talked about how uh, Pam and Angela from the office have a podcast together. And Pam talked about how people still look at her as Pam. See, I'm calling her Pam right now because I uh, Jenna Fisher, I think her name is. But she talked about how people still looked at her as Pam. So for me, I, I thought about it and I'm thinking, you have to do something that's really different from the role that people see you in. Okay. Steve Carell went from Michael Scott, funny, no self-awareness, really big heart to his character in the big short where he was calculated, he was cursing. I mean, he was this guy that was kind of in your face, but because he was trying to help, right? He had no tolerance for foolishness. So just to see the contrast and to see him do both of them really, really well, that kind of opened my eyes to how great he is. So there's another guy on this list from the same show, and that is John Krasinski. When I saw him in A Quiet Place, love that movie. Haven't seen Quiet Place 2 yet, but I will. 
I said, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's, he's talented. He can act. I like him. But he's got this show called Jack Ryan. I have never seen it. I'm like, I, I don't know if Jim Halpert can be, <laughs> if Jim Halpert can be a spy. I don't know. So I'm kind of in between on that show. I think maybe I'll get around to it one day. Okay, we got just a few more. Once Upon a Time, it has like all of those um, uh, like storybook characters, right? Like Beauty and the Beast, um, Hansel and Gretel, like it has those kind of characters, but it puts it in like real life scenarios, I think, something like that. But to see them kind of, I want to see what they'll do with that. This is an older show. And I think my last one is Eureka. Heard that was a pretty good show. I like the premise of it. Will I ever watch it? Who knows? Who knows? So we're going to go from fake life, right? TV life to real life. And here we go. Story time. Last week, uh, I was with some friends, right, on my praise team from church, and we were doing a song list, potluck, hangout, game night kind of thing, right? It was really, hey, let's get together. We do got to talk about songs, but let's just chill, right? I love these kind of things. So potlucks are always a crapshoot. Always a crapshoot. How many times have you gone to a potluck and there were 18 different sodas because a bunch of people brought soda? Right? How many times have you gone to a potluck and there are cookies, cake, pie, brownies, candy? Okay. But now you are left with all of this stuff once everybody leaves because... There's so much, you can't eat it all. People are not going to eat sweets the entire time. Okay? I know you all feel me on this one. You've been to potlucks. You've been a part of potlucks. People bring stuff and you're like, I can't eat that. I'm allergic. Or, or it stinks. Or it's not good. Right? These things happen all the time. Right? So I'm going to give you all five points to potluck rules. What to bring. What not to bring. This is going to be your strategy. All right, number one, plasticware. No one wants to do dishes. Cups, plates, spoons, forks. You can never go wrong with those things. Never. Because I find that you never have enough of them. Because people don't think about that. They're like, okay, I need to bring something that people want to eat. But people don't always think of the dishes and the mess that it creates when everybody leaves, right? So plasticware, always a good go-to. Okay, number two, drinks. All right, here we go. This is your, your go-to right here. Only bring one, one liter. Don't bring, dang, well, I, I don't know what people like. Maybe we'll have Dr. Pepper. We'll have Coca-Cola. Maybe you're a Pepsi person. Here you go. Bring one one liter, because nine times out of ten, other people are going to bring drinks, and bring Sprite. Why Sprite, you ask? Sprite has a high floor, right? If we're talking about potential for people to like it or hate it, most people will go, eh, Sprite's cool. 
I mess with Sprite. Sprite is fine. I don't think you're going to have anybody who's like, oh, man, that's my favorite soda. Right? You're not going to have people like, oh, I'm allergic to Sprite. I can't drink it. If they're allergic to Sprite, they probably can't drink any soda. Or if they don't like or don't drink Sprite, they probably don't really mess with soda that much. But Sprite is clear, so if it spills, it's easy to clean up. Right? It doesn't have a bad smell. It's actually lemon-lime, which is used in a lot of cleaning products. I'm not saying spill Sprite all over your house, though. <laughs> don't do that. But most people are like, oh, Sprite's fine. It's cool. Or whatever, Sprite, 7-Up, whatever lemon-lime clear soda you want to bring, okay, you go with that one. Number three, sweets. Now, this is the one where you have a ton of stuff left over. You're like, bruh, I'm not eating all of this. And in the case of me and my wife, it's only two of us. I'm like, we can't eat a cake, a pie, cookies, brownies, candy, chocolates, pepper. I'm Okay, take it easy with the sweets, guys. All right, here we go. Here's the rule. Bring something small, like a 10 count. Okay, 10 count or less. It's better that you bring not enough in the case of sweets. Why? Because people bring a bunch of them. They just go, ah, I'll just grab some cookies. I'll grab some Oreos. In the case of sweets, it's better to run out of those. Right? You see where I'm going with that? I don't want to have a whole box of 30 cookies left once everybody leaves. I, you know? And from my experience with potlucks, that's how other people feel too. All right? So, uh, also... Bring something along the lines of finger foods, right? Cookies are always good. You know, little things that people could pick up with two fingers and eat. No big deal. Minimal mess, right? Don't bring cumbersome things like pie, cake, ice cream, something you need, to, a ladle or a big spoon. Okay, see now, and potluck is starting to get messy. That brings us back to number one. Right? We don't want to make a big mess. Right, We're already potlucking at this person's house. All right, y'all get where I'm going with this? Now, before I go to the next one, and this one is huge, is food. I want to say this. If y'all have some kind of sign up, if y'all have some kind of agreed upon list, then, of course, you don't need this. This is, I'm going in blind. I don't know what other people are bringing. I don't know what other people like. That's when you go ahead and take the Tony Rambles five points to potluck strategy and you put it into effect. Okay, here we go. Last one. That's going to be food. Now, sometimes you go, ah, I don't know what people like, allergies. Okay, I, I really tried to think about this stuff before I put this list together. Okay, a go-to for food, wings, plain wings, plain. Why do you say plain? Because some people may not like garlic, may not like lemon pepper, may not like buffalo, may not like hot, 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 hot wings like you do. But guess what you can do? You bring plain wings and you let them use the condiments to supplement taste. If you like buffalo sauce, then hey, you go get the, some buffalo sauce if you want to. 
use ketchup or barbecue or whatever you want. But plain wings, guess what people will do? And you know what? I like lemon pepper, but plain wings, fine. I'll eat those. Boom. No big deal. Plain wings, we're good. Now, if somebody's a vegetarian, then obviously they're not going to eat these wings. No big They're not eating anything, probably. Okay? Wings. The next one. Pizza. Now, pizza is always, it can be a little tricky, but most of the time, people will eat pizza. One box. Same idea with, like, with the sweets. Okay, you want to bring maybe one box and it just be enough or you run out because there should be other things there, right? As opposed to bringing two or three boxes and now you have to leave with that pizza, right? Usually when people go to a potluck, they don't want to take back the food that they brought unless that's your strategy. Now, me personally, I love pizza. I'll bring three boxes knowing that I'm going to be able to take a box and a half back home. That's just me though. Okay, but if you're going to bring pizza, one box, pepperoni, that's it. The cheese pizza people, I don't know what to tell you. More often than not, that cheese pizza is still sitting there. One slice may be taken out of it. Nobody wants cheese pizza. I'm sorry. You know what? I'm not going to say that. Not nobody. Most people. This is based on my experience with potlucks and eating food. Most people are not touching that cheese pizza. I'm sorry. They'll go, why would I eat a cheese pizza if I don't really like these things? Or if I'm allergic, I'll just go for the wings. Right? Don't bring a cheese pizza. Unless it's for you and you plan on taking it with you. Okay? Another one that's a great go-to, chips and dip. Chips and dip is easy. Easy. People will eat a thousand chips first off. And when you have a dip, now, okay, you could just bring salsa, and that's fine. That will work perfectly fine. But if you have some kind of dip, you better be prepared to take that dip back home with you. And that brings me actually to my last point here, and it's still on food. If you're going to make something, you better come with your A-game. No one wants to eat your nasty food if it's nasty. Right. Or if it's just something that's really unorthodox, something that's like, mm, I don't know, you got to add a stomach for this or you got to. It's an acquired taste. Well, you know, you probably want to acquire that back at home. Right. Y'all know what I'm talking about. You know, you've been to the potluck where you go, I don't know why they bought this. Their family probably don't eat this. I don't know. But if you are going to make something. You better bring your A game. And I would say which is kind of a rule of thumb with all of this stuff, don't make a whole bunch unless you plan on taking it back with you, right? Keep it small so that people go, man, I wish there was some more of that dip that that Jim Halper brought. That was awesome. Don't make the Kevin Malone pot of chili. (laughs) Unless everybody's like, hey, you have to bring that chili. We need that. That's a different story, right? Remember, this is going in blind, I have no idea what people are bringing. I have no idea what people like. Also, this is my bonus one. Fruit trays, vegetable trays, like nobody eats that stuff. More than likely, you're throwing half of that away. It's it's the truth. It's really the truth. Most people are not touching that fruit or vegetable tray. 
Because a lot of times that fruit, those fruits or vegetables aren't even great quality. I don't think so. So that's where we are. Okay, those are my five points. The Tony Rambles five points to potluck strategy. Okay, plasticware, always a good, good way to go. Drinks, one liter, one Sprite. Easy to clean up if it spills. High floor with taste. All right, sweets, bring something small, bring something that's finger food, not cumbersome. Does not make dishes. All right, number four is food. Okay, if you're going to make something, you better bring, bring the noise. And when you do make it, make sure it's small. You may run into allergies, but guess what? They'll eat pizza or wings instead. And number five is people are not eating from the fruit tray or the vegetable tray most of the time. So don't bring those. If you bring one, guess what? Go ahead and say it with me. Make sure it is small. Okay, small. So those are the five points to potluck rules. And I'm sure when this guy was banging on the door, he wished that he was going to a potluck. This guy played in the NFL for nine years. And just this past week, he got five misdemeanors. And his name is Richard Sherman. Now, I was on the phone with a buddy of mine. And the news broke, like right as we were on the phone. And we both went, ah, there's got to be more to this story, right? Because Richard Sherman is very educated, well-spoken, Stanford graduate. Stanford is, hey, it's not, you know, the community college down the street. No shade to the community college. But Stanford is the real deal. It's big time. And he's always been the guy that has been well-spoken, that has thought out ideas. But, and this is what my friend said, he can be a loose cannon sometimes, right? He can have these angry outbursts. You mad, bro? You mad? Remember that? Remember, uh, don't bring no sorry receiver out here to guard me, right? He talked about Crabtree, right? We've seen that he has this propensity to get angry and violent. And that reared its ugly head off of the football field. And that's why he's in trouble. Now, I don't want to speak to whether it was right, wrong, or whatever. I just had another thought about this. And Chris Paul said it really well, right? Watch how I tie this back. Chris Paul said, we live with this spotlight where people feel like they know us, but they really don't. Right. Chris Paul says we live with this spotlight where people feel like they know us or he said they feel like they know you, but they really don't. And I 100 percent agree with that. When I talk to my wife and stuff comes up like this, I'll talk to Key. I'm like, we don't know these people. Those are my exact words. We don't know these people. Because we don't. We have some insight into what they show us in their lives, right? This public part of their lives, but we don't know them. I don't know, right? Like Naomi Osaka said, like, I have stuff that I deal with that you all do not know about, right? And I 100% agree with them. Just like maybe one day I'll be this big podcaster and people go, man, we don't know Tony Rambles. 
we know what he tells us, but we, you know, eh, eh, you know, we we don't know. We're not with these people on a day-to-day basis. We're not in their homes. We're not in their car rides, right? We're not laying next to them at nighttime doing pillow talk, right? We only know what they show and tell us. So I, I can't really be surprised that a guy like Richard Sherman, who I think is uh, a great role model and example from what he's shown before, and then... You know, the stuff comes out and he writes this, you know, this note and he posts it on social media. I'm remorseful, blah, 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 blah. But we don't know these people. And you just got to kind of let it play out. And it's not about being judgmental, right? These people are not in my family. Like, I don't know them. Their decisions do not affect my life. So I don't have to judge them either way. Now, if my wife was kicking down somebody's door... Now we got to have a talk, right? It's probably going to be more than a talk. You know, we probably need to get some help there, right? Because she's directly related to me. But these celebrities, hey, they put their life out there for public consumption. And it kind of is what it is. Like, I don't feel one way or another about it. Not personally. Now, I may have some thoughts, but, you know... You just want to let these people live their lives. And that brings us to our last topic of the day. And you all know what it is. Come on, say it with me. Today in history. All right, here we go. July 22nd, 1905. The Philadelphia Athletics. Weldon Henley no-hits the St. Louis Browns, and they win 6-0. Now, you may be asking, why is that our today in history? This happened in 1905. That is 116 years ago? Golly, that's a long time. But I, I, I brought that up because remember earlier when I talked about why I didn't watch these shows? It goes back to one of my favorite things to do, and that's just play video games. (laughs) And right now I'm playing MLB The Show 21. It's pretty good. But the reasoning is always, okay, video games or TV show or movie or whatever else. right? Video games always wins. They just do. And that's because that's my way to unwind. right? I'll be going back to school next week. Starting up training, and then kids will come back pretty soon. But everybody, you got to have a way to unwind that is not detrimental to your health, right? You can insert whatever thoughts you want there, but you got to have something that's constructive, that's not tearing you down, that does not take you to a darker place, possibly. All right, so... Make sure that you find something, whether it's working out, whether it's drawing or painting or stand-up comedy or video games or photography, right? Find something where you can unplug from the rigors of the day. I was talking to another teacher today at training, and she just talked about all of this different stuff that she did. 
she was like, I, I, you know, I have a life outside of just being a teacher, just being my job. So I would challenge you all to get something like that, right? Don't just rely on happy hour and drink your problems away. That is not a healthy way to deal with the challenges of life. I'll just say it. Now, a glass of wine at the end of the day, you know, I don't, that's not, you know, that's not killing anybody, I don't hope. But if you go to happy hour every day after work because you don't like your job or your job is too stressful, probably need to find some healthier ways to deal with that stress and to relieve some of it. So that is our episode for the day. Make sure you go rate, review, share. I'm not going to do the whole thing that I usually do, although I find it quite funny. Rate, review, share. Spotify, Apple, Anchor, YouTube, Google. Okay, let's grow this thing. I can't grow without you guys. But this is The Living Under Podcast, and I am your host, Tony Randall. See you all in the next one.